special disclaimer that I, Mystic, am an employee of Wizards of the Coast on the D&D team. Last time on Utopia Podcast, the party defeated a gath and found a small skeleton in a makeshift casket that it was protecting. After burying the skeleton and realizing that it may be Medusa and Arudi's offspring, the party continued on their trip to Wimston, having many fireside chats. And that is where we find the party. Godfrey saying, that sounds like you're an item to me. I'm imagining this blank skull mask. Just <laughs> saying <laughs> that to me. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. fucking Godfrey giving dating advice is the best thing ever. <laughs> it's so good. Good old negative one charisma Godfrey. <laughs> Oh Amazing. my god, I love our camp I love our campaign. The mm. monk is giving the bar <laughs> dating advice. <laughs> uh, well last but I hear not they least, love cheese. Godfrey and uh Morgus. <laughs> I don't know what the cheese was about. I just kept talking. <laughs> you mean it's, like women love I'll, cheese? I'll tell you, you're saying? I'll okay. tell you. I'll tell you the reference. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe okay. if you're from Wisconsin. I do love cheese. I'm not going to say I speak for all femmes and or women, but <laughs> I love cheese. Oh, I'll speak for all Danes. Like it's part of our, I'm severely lactose intolerant, but I would betray my grandmother if I gave up cheese. <laughs> There's like a, a 1920s or a 1940s book about like how to impress women, and one of the mm. listed things is give them cheese, and that's the whole thing. <laughs> that's the whole point. That's Done. it. Why did y'all stop listening? Yeah, that's to it. Like, yeah. like number seventeen, give them cheese. Strawberries. Yes. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <sighs> Morgus, how are you feeling? Don't scare me like that. Sorry, I came out of the shadows there. Staring into the darkness of Mm. watch. Sorry, what? what, How are you tonight? (laughs) Weak now. Um, It's good, it's your watch. I would be very afraid if you were not awake. Oh, good point. How are your memories going. Are you feeling okay about them? Uh, I I think I'm still working that out. I think the way I feel about them at this point is Confusing. Hmm. I've, I, there's, there's, 
so disjointed and... I have, uh, I guess just to get to the point, I have a bit of a direct question to ask about them, if you don't mind. Sure. Does there seem to be the imagery of a single god portrayed throughout all of them? One god in particular that just keeps coming up. No. I don't think you've ever talked to me about god or imagery in your memories. I've seen more than one. Hmm. Curious. just the the circumstances of how you appeared without memory, the correlation to the fact that you may be, in a way, timeless, in a way, effectively immortal. I wouldn't go... These line up with... Uh, Sorry. I cut you off. I don't feel immortal, Godfrey. I feel confused. I feel displaced. Just all things that seem to be pointing towards champion of God territory. <laughs> I just wanted to see if perhaps that was something that rang true to you in your memories. And if not, I could be entirely wrong and I'm barking up the wrong tree and that's fine. turn out to be the champion of a god I will learn that when I learn it indeed and question of my own for you is why are you asking this Godfrey are you being cautious are you merely seeking information where is this coming from In a way, I was hoping that it would help you get a better understanding of who you were. I don't know, maybe it was one of those things like trigger a memory, trigger an event. You to remember something deeper, maybe make more of those connections about who you were. Is that not something that you're seeking? Of course it is. Reading that. No, of course it is, Godfrey. The more... The wind... Sorry. The more I uncover, the more reticent I am becoming. Uncovering even more, I am battling my own curiosity, and... I don't know, there's this looming sense of... as to why I forgot in the first place. There's this looming sense of the more I will remember 
I'm waiting to remember something that will break me. And I can't help but feel that each step closer I take is more and more precarious. The data points that I have, Godfrey, along the line of questioning or line of logic that you're making, excuse me. Deep sense of betrayal in interacting with Maya, speaking about Maya. Remembering an image of a figure that I am continually drawn to, combined with a very deep sense of loss, fighting, fighting a battle in a very dark, very scary place, fear and loss, orders followed that question, striving to protect something. Now, more recently, Seeing an image of Erudi and Medusa holding hands, seemingly happy together, learning that they had a child. But most curiously, my own features, taller than I am now. Those are the data points, Godfrey, make of it what you will. waiting be broken by one of these can't what can we do to keep you whole and stop you from breaking how can we fortify you against that if you're convinced that that's where we're heading why can't we work to be prepared Godfrey I don't know well, that's the first step then, isn't it? Let's figure it out together. Aye. If push comes to shove, I could just hit you in the head really hard when you remember something you don't like and you could forget it again. <laughs> that seems like the wrong kind of conditioning, but okay. Well, let's hope that we find a, a, a way to do it that doesn't rely on that. Sure. Straightforward approach, I suppose. <laughs> awesome. You've all learned more about each other, except for maybe Ziva, who spent a lot of time reading. <laughs> learned I'm more learning about more about something. <laughs> As we make it to Wimston, you see saplings growing in the ground that were once destroyed beautiful blossoms hanging on all of the orchards this community in the epitome of its growth season and buildings that were once rubble have been cleared a little bit and new construction has been started do you think they get news for the palace out here <laughs> 
of Florencia yet? Um, I don't know. Probably. There's... Like, we have people delivering letters and things like that, and people travel. I don't see why they wouldn't, although it would be probably slower. At the very least, I think, like, traders and whatnot would pass news by word. When we were here before, we did, uh, you know, this, this is an agricultural community, so they probably at least do trade Are you- with Florencia. That's good. It'd be is awkward if they didn't you want- recognize us. <laughs> is this because you, you want them to know we're heroes? Is, is that the thing? Well, I just mean, it would be awkward, you know, if, like, the kids asked me if you know another one of my stories, and then, the, you know, like, now I, now I actually have, like, paper to, like, back it up, right? And so, like, I, I gotta keep my word, if anything. It's not that I want to know I'm a hero. It's just I'm keeping my word because I told them I was going to become a hero. And, you know, that's what a hero has to yeah, do. No. Keep their word. I understand. <laughs> totally. Only noble pursuits. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. You all okay. wander into the town. Folks kind of point and wave as you, as they recognize you, uh, <clears throat> as you make your way to the center of town, where there's that beautiful fountain of Mysheria that has been fully restored, and the temple still stands across the way, and Scylla kind of mindlessly walks up toward the fountain. And just stands there and kind of stares at it. Morgus might kind of walk up next to her and look up at the statue and back to Scylla once or twice. Does it look different? Or does it feel different? I can't really tell if it looks different or if I'm different. I mean, her nose might be a little different. Hmm. Livy tries praying for the uh, the statue of Myshiria and asking Myshiria what her favorite color is. <laughs> Did she you say back? Follow your heart. She does do that. I think I... <laughs> Scylla looks back at everyone. I'll catch up. I just need to... I just need to confirm something. Don't... Don't wait up. Alright. Um, before you go, like this. Morgus will hand her uh, a biscuit. (laughs) Thank you, Morgus. She strides toward the temple, her new breastplate like gleaming in the sun, but her greaves are still that like rusty patinaed metal. Her boot covers are still that rusty patinaed metal. Um, but her breastplate and her gauntlets shimmer as she strides away t- towards the temple. You can it kind of looks like she's been wading in mud. 
like half of her is like, you know what I mean? Like waist deep. You know, with what she was just saying, that's sort of an apt analogy. Yeah. I mean, I hope she's okay, but... But do I? My mind is doing strange things today. Apologies. Today? Hi. Sorry. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <sighs> That's an Edward. Sorry. I would literally wouldn't say that. I'm surprised you can hear me from all the way up there. <laughs> Character blade. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there are people milling about the square. Um, they're again, just like pointing and smiling and waving if you make eye contact, but no one approaches. Um, you can see moms kind of pulling kids along. Um, if need be, there's bounty board here as well. Just lots of people busy about their day, uh, making things go as they reach, uh, the, the sunset, uh, the late afternoon of your journey to Whipston. Go take a look at the bounty board. Great. It's pretty sparse. Um, there's a few very old missing persons signs up, missing pet signs. Um, you can tell those are kind of left over from a while ago when y'all first maybe left and people were starting to do reconnaissance of their homes in a more formulaic fashion um there's a call asking for work for someone to protect a group of laborers who need to go out to the forest to cut wood um it's just a general protection it doesn't say that there's been any sightings of harm or anything but just you know a general why not have folks with us if we're going out into the wilds you never know what's gonna happen um you also see a bunch of like missing item flyers. All right. Hmm. Uh, Godfrey was just getting a sense of what might be happening around town. Doesn't take any extreme interest in any of those. Yeah, just seems truly like they're still rebuilding. Hmm. Did we get Grok's bounty from here or in Florencia? I With think... the missing hammer? I think that was from uh, Florencia. Mm-hmm. That was from Florencia, yeah. Uh, so we said we were going to... Um, you know... Check out the court here, see how they're doing. Yeah, we could. No place to I get. Think, I think so. Uh, news like the inn. Yeah, that place was still standing. It was. Oh. Probably be if, good to give them advice okay. if they want to be like us someday. Yeah, 
They could definitely use some advice. It'll take them a little bit, though, but uh, yeah, they'll need it. From behind you, you hear, Ah, oh, not you guys again. She stands behind Morris you, hand just... in hand, with a human. Turns around, arms immediately crossed. Human girl, uh, with like mousy brown hair and brown eyes, just both simply dressed. But you do see uh, the cross arm of leather daggers across Carling's chest. She stands halfling, hand in hand with this human girl. They look to be about the same age. Haven't you done enough? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> Little child. Hi. Where's the other members? Of... Where are the uh, people? Is the inn still doing well? Yeah. And glaring intensifies. Just staring at you two. Staring contest, kinda. I'm Is sorry. the dagger that Ziba found still okay, by the way? <laughs> yeah, they're the one that they're, they're fine. They look great on me. Just like my mom. I'm glad she found them for you. Let's go, Laura. She turns on her heel and starts to walk away, pulling the girl. You look with a little her. tame for those daggers, one. Gosh, some people just never grow up. Don't understand. What was the conversation she was trying to have with us? She just said, "Ah, oh, not you again." Okay, I'm gonna go. Bye. I I had to bite back a couple things. I'm glad I did. The conversation, I'm sure she had this entire thing planned out in her head that she'd be very biting and sarcastic and it was supposed to blame us for the town and no. then she couldn't think of anything. I bet she just wanted to be seen talking with us since we're heroes now. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. You know, I'm beginning to get a little better insight into the way you see the world, Ziba, and it's kind of a nice place. <laughs> this is not a Ziba comment, but I really want to say, see the world, this is my world. <laughs> You're all just living in it. Anyways. <laughs> Well, if you're nice, the world's nice, too. <laughs> it's a very different vantage point. Put it that way. Well... Oh, God, Liv, you would never say this. <laughs> what? Maybe it's... Uh, you need a different uh, dimension, a different way to view the world, a different height. Or you could just work on being nicer. I, th I, th I think... I th I different perspective. Ah... <sighs> It's 
Sorry. Like when you're in a game and it's both persons turn to serve and they both try to serve and nothing sort of lands. <laughs> Shall we go see Kevin? Yeah, Kevin! Yeah. <laughs> Runs off. Let's go see Kevin. Alright. You all meander your way <laughs> through the streets to the lying woodpecker. And you see a man laying in the fading sun out in the fields. A few horses grazing around him. Well, it's either a corpse or Kevin. And so we have seen Kevin. <laughs> What's next? Well, we gotta check on him. No, I'm we just talked kidding. about wanna... Marcus being nicer. I can be if I want to. Hi, <laughs> Kevin. He... Kevin. You see, like all four <laughs> arms and legs just like jolt up in the field. <laughs> oh no! Looks around, waves back. <laughs> Stands up, starts walking your direction. <sighs> Gotta have the best nap. Best nap. The horses. Hi. Hello. Good to see you. Yes. Same here, Kevin. Um, how has everything been since we left? Oh, uh, well, Dorothy got a lame hoof, and Sadie had run away, so we had to go find her. And, uh, well, Aurora and Zara are doing well. Philip seems like he's in a rather sour mood lately because he can't rebuild his shop yet, but I think everyone's okay. At first, I thought you were just talking about the horses. I was talking about the horses. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. God bless Kevin. Kevin, did you hear the news? Did you hear the news? Did you see the news from Lavincia? Did you hear? To your hero? Yeah, we did it. Did you see that? Yeah. You were already a hero, though. To me. Yeah, but you gotta do more heroic deeds, right? Aren't you part of the chapter? Is that the point you of the CC? Is, is that what we we're supposed to want to be heroes? I don't know if this is the right thing for me. Well, what do you think <laughs> the job is? Protecting and finding secrets. Finding the Bigfoot. I don't know. We haven't really met at all since all that stuff happened. Well, that's a sh that's a shame. But why? Wait, you haven't met at all? No. Morthos said that there's no work for us. He just hammers away all day. 
there's always heroing to do. Did you just say you gotta protect your Dorothy so she doesn't get a lame foot? You gotta be clearing out these fields? You gotta watch out for the townspeople? That's true. I've, I've been doing that. Horses always need someone to help them. See? You're the horse hero! You don't seem nearly as excited about this as you should be. I don't know that I want the pressure of everyone recognizing me and wanting to talk to me all the time. So many You're heroes. You're a secret horse hero. So many heroes just go unsung. And that's okay. Yeah. I want to be an unsung hero. Could be an unsung hero. hero. Oh my gosh. But like, Livy's also really good at writing songs. So if you ever did want a song, we could talk to him and we can maybe make that happen. Please don't write a song for the horses. <laughs> no, not if you want to. Um, I, so have you noticed anything? Has there been any suspicious individuals that have come through town since we left? Uh, no. We haven't really had any visitors. Um, no more missing people, although some people have never been found, unfortunately. And, uh, it's been pretty quiet. Just, uh, there's been some trouble with the laborers who came to town from the gate. Uh, have you ever seen Fawn and this like gorgeous Palomino starts walking up to Kevin in the middle of the sentence and he just like turns and introduces you to this horse? This is Fawn. She's good. Hi, Fawn. Uh, Livy waves her And then, um, but what were you saying about the. Uh, uh they say something is hunting them when they go cut trees, but no one's seen anything. No one's been hurt. I think they're just imagining things. But if the Bigfoot was real, so how do you know they're imagining things? That's true. Yeah, I was wrong about that Bigfoot thing. Pulls up his shirt to, like, wipe some sleep from his eyes. There's, like, a little bit of sweat. His abs are showing. Huh. Are you hungry? Are you... We can go in and get some food. Food sounds nice. Yeah, food sounds great. Hopefully there'll be less crying this time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Is there... Um, I have letters that I delivered. Is there any place that I can... You can give them to Aurora at the front desk. Alright, thank you. He walks towards the the inn. It's bustling. There's a lot of folks here. Um... You can see, like, sleeping bags on the floor still. Seems like this is still kind of a hub of refuge for a lot of people. Um, As homes are being rebuilt and they try to get a hot meal from somewhere. Um, And at the back of the room, there are a few 
laborers that you can recognize pretty quickly from their dirty clothes and the wood chippings in their hair and and the just the axes that are leaned against the back wall next to their table um just enjoying a nice hot meal they're getting kind of rowdy their ale in hand <laughs> and everyone just seems to be having a good time it's not the dour organ music that you were introduced to with the lying woodpecker um the organ is being played by the same person but it's a lot chipper a lot more hopeful a lot more summery kind of a melody kind of a song uh as y'all enter the space Aurora can't will take your letters. She's seated there, kind of passing out towels and blankets, and comes back from upstairs with a big bushel of like dirty blankets that she takes out back to the river to be washed. Um, and Philip and Zara are behind the bar. What is the most Intriguing or tickle of curiosity that Scylla would be looking to gain more information from. That's a horrible question, but I think you know what I'm getting at. <laughs> In like going to speak to a priestess of my Sherry at the temple or just going to the temple in general. I, I think I'm starting to wonder about how we practiced growing up and why I'm maybe struggling to connect in the way that my party members seem to be and getting there faster uh, and and why I seem to be lagging behind if mm. if growing up my faith, my family's faith was so steadfast. Why now am I the one who's struggling? Yeah. I think you push open the doors and it's a very modest, <clears throat> but classic, like modern looking, maybe like Catholic kind of church. Um, this is a small village. So it's just one big room. There's a, raised stage at the end and there's a few stained glass windows but the rest are normal there's depictions in the stained glass of the meteor falling from the sky and the illustration that you most know of the depiction of Mysheria with her warm uh, dark brown skin shining gold plate mail her curly black hair and the ring of beautiful gold prisms coming out of her head and her tiara that she wears or her crown at the far end up near the stage but not on it sort of in front of it there's a man and the classic robes that you know to be of a priest of Mysheria, sorting through different leaflets of paper at the front of the stage, kind of putting them into different piles. When Sela enters, uh, she's cautious and she's looking around at everything. And none of it is as familiar as she was expecting it to look or to feel and 
Suddenly, anybody looking at her can see her guard go up, and you hear a little bit of clanking from her armor as she not readies herself, but just becomes a little bit more protected Mm. and rests her hand on her hilt as she starts walking kind of aimlessly, but uh, very obviously to the man at the back. Yeah, I think with the sound, kind of looks back and he calls, Welcome! Welcome! Uh, one moment here. Uh, you continue walking forward. He leafs through the rest of his papers and then, you know, maybe 60 feet from one end to the other. So it takes a few seconds for you to get across. By the time he's placed the remaining papers from his hands into the piles, he turns towards you. Can I help you? What brings you in? Uh, I I hope so. I mean, um, I, I see the you've rebuilt. Uh, and so I, I don't know. I guess I came with questions, but. About the rebuild? Uh, no. Um. You know, it's funny, I walked in here with so many and... Oh, fuck, now that I have someone in front of me, I I don't know. I don't know, well, you know? Sit, sit, sit. And, and he motions for you to sit in, like, the first pew. You see, um, like, a large basin of water. Can I get you a cup, glass of water? Um, anything? Uh, n- no. No, and, and she very stiffly sits down. Yeah. I'll sit like directly next to you and kind of turn toward you. She shifts over slightly. It's this is a safe space. It doesn't feel safe. Why is that? I don't I don't know, but I expected it to. And her attention is not focused on him. She's looking at the high ceilings and focusing on how the sound is echoing against the stone and the opulence of it. Mm. He places kind of a, he pulls his arm back and places it on the back of the pew, not behind Scylla, but just like next to himself. Um, you see like a red furred, hand, or not red, sorry, blue furred hand and arm. Um, he pulls back his hair and you see his ears this clearly a bugbear uh, man sits beside Scylla. It is somewhat strange to think that a goddess that fell from the sky saved us all. In her weakened state, could see something like this in her honor and think that it's okay, but people need a space to come and speak to her that's comfortable and warm and safe. You need to speak to her. I don't. I don't know that I ever have. Does does being in a place close to her help with that? Has is that a thing people do? For some, yes. 
<sighs> I suppose it couldn't hurt. Okay. Would you like me to lead us in a prayer, or? Um. I... And she looks genuinely lost and. I mean, it's it's what you do, right? You do this a lot for people. You mm. you lead their, yeah. Okay. Okay. You don't have to do much. Just gonna say a few words. And she braces and puts both of her hands tightly on either side of the pew. Yeah. And braces herself. I think this is also just not anything Scylla would expect. There's no chickens. There's no sacrifice. There's no dancing. There's no flame. It's just a Base, a big open room with this man who's just gonna say some words and as he opens his mouth he says our great savior Mysheria please forever shed your light and bring your redemption upon those who are at their lowest so that they may find their path and follow their heart. Scylla's got her eyes closed, looking down, hands clenched on the pew. And as he's saying these, she sort of opens one eye Mm -hmm. and looks around. It's just a room. Is she putting any effort into the prayer that's happening? She's focusing on him. And I think at a certain point, his filibustering, his going on about the savior and the this and the this, and she starts finding a hum in it Mm. and starts tuning into what she knows. Mm Mm-hmm. And focuses in on that beyond this man's voice and her grip lessons on the bench. Yeah. You find this never-ending dirge or hum. This vibration that is around you at all times. In his voice as he continues to pander on. And... You feel what you know, what's familiar, kind of goosebumps prickle up your arms. You see the jackal chasing the hare across the desert, sun beating down, familiar. 
And all of a sudden you hear from next to you. Great, my Sharia! And a clatter. And the man stands and takes a few steps away from you. Hi, guys. Oh, hi. Um, what can I get you? Welcome back. Y'all are heroes. Officially, not just small town. <laughs> First drinks on us. Oh. Nice. Oh. Thank you. Um, I, I heard you delivered letters. Oh, yeah. Uh, Aurora can take those and... Yeah, Aurora will take those up at the at the front front desk. Gotcha. Olivia goes and takes out his um few letters, you know, one or one or two, um, and piles them on the the front front desk. Um, happy to mail these. Thanks. Anything else? Do you all need a room? Uh, sure. Uh, sure. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a quick stop. What are we here for? I mean, we're not going to have a nice room and a bed for quite a while. I thought if you there's anything was fun. <laughs> Listen, if there's anything I learned about traveling, it's that you take beds when you can. We take the bed for a night. It, it is getting relatively late. I don't think we want to keep traveling today anyway. So, you know, hop off, get a nice little sleep, resupply, move on. Just one room? Or two? Uh, should we get one for Scylla as well? I I assume she'll be able to get to her own, but uh, I don't I don't know when she'll yeah, be Let's back. take two. Well, I'm not paying for it. Let's take two. All right. How many beds are in each room? Uh, depends on the room. Oh, the the two rooms we have open right now are rather small single bedrooms, um, but we can. Roll some blankets onto the floor if you have a, a sleeping pad from your travels, that would work well as well. Indoor camping. Yeah, indoor camping. Awesome. Um, uh. That's gonna be uh, not too much, just um, two silver a night for the rooms. I'll get these for tonight. Who's sharing? Who wants to have a sleepover? Okay. I'm not particularly picky about whether I sleep on a bed or not. I'm a little disappointed that you're all not jumping to have a sleepover with me. I guess we do have one every night. It'll be like old times. I don't sleep. Okay. In the beginning. God. The mask. <laughs> I don't sleep. <laughs> yeah. Party. 
You're new. <laughs> You're different. Aurora looks at you, Godfrey. Is he with you, uh, too? Just... Points back. Gerd Caius is just standing in the doorway of the inn. Yeah. Doesn't even question it. Just, is that part of your party? That's, that's a burp. That's a... Yeah, he's with us, you know? Yeah. He's has a bird, too. He points to Morgan's. I'm sorry, do you Everyone's see a bird? Everyone's got pets but us. Uh, last time you had... And... Uh, yeah, no, yeah, you're you're not wrong. And oh. this will summon Bitsy on his shoulder. <laughs> I hate to say it, Ziba, but you and Scylla are the only ones without pets right now. So... Livy has the avocado. <sighs> Yeah, Livy, Livy takes out a pet. Does that mean I can get a pet too? Oh dear. Well, the pet has to choose you first. I, How is do you it, do that? I mean, she I'm had sorry. the wolf, but then is, our druid stole it. Is that yeah, he took off with all of the puppies. Is that how it's supposed to work, Godfrey? Morgus looks very worried. Bitsy kind of oh, turns her head me. and looks at you. <laughs> Raises an eyebrow. <laughs> Morgus just kind of. You might need to talk later. Having a face beard in internal servitude is kind of off the mark for Morgus, but. <laughs> well, he's 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 gonna think on back about how whether her whether or not he fully understood the implications of the spell the first time he cast it. Oh dear. <laughs> well, uh, if. If he doesn't want to come in the door, you can certainly just open the window in your room. He's welcome. Just, you know, clean up after him, okay? Oh, yeah. He he doesn't usually come inside. Okay. Uh, hungry? Go, go, go ahead. I'll get your rooms ready. Yeah. Thank you. It was <laughs> nice seeing you again. Nice seeing you. What's um, what's on, what's on the menu? What's available? Uh, this evening? It's a beautiful summer green salad with tomato and fresh made mozzarella. There's even kimchi yes. pecans. Yes. We also have a buttered rosemary chicken and roasted potatoes. Yes. And for dessert, you have a. Strawberry, blueberry, raspberry, topped creme brulee. Yes. I can eat some of that. Marcus is already walking over to a table. pancakes in the morning? We only serve pancakes in the morning yet. <sighs> we found a new recipe, though. I tried something new, Zip, but I think you'll really like it. I really want breakfast for supper, but that's okay. I'll take the chicken. I'll look forward to the pancakes tomorrow. You'd have to ask Zara, and I don't know that she would be very easily convinced to make you pancakes, but you could try. No, it's fine. Morris Dane here camping, chicken and no pancakes. It's just how the night's going. <laughs> just stop crying, okay? <laughs> Not this time. I think this is the only time I've been in here where I, someone or myself hasn't been crying. This is, this is a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll see you. I'll let you know when your rooms are ready. 
she takes some stuff up the stairs and, and gets busy. And you all hear a <laughs> an uproar from the bar room and a heavy slam. Um, as you all hear the slam and look over, you see hands split apart and an arm wrestling match happening in the back counter where the laborers are. Livy, we can make is some money. The bears? There is a, a bear uh, humanoid back there. <laughs> Doesn't look like the same bear, but there is one back there. Does he have a husband? He sure did. The, he did? The bear had a bear. <sighs> the past tense, though, Libby. The past tense. Y'all don't know anything about I mean, this town yet. You have barely talked to anyone. <laughs> we found them, though, didn't we? Anyways... Livy, are we gonna go earn some money? They're having arm wrestling back there. We could actually oh, get some. We paid for the rooms. It's that's like... right. Okay. But I don't know anything. I just do the arm wrestling, and then you'll just do some talking in the background, and we walk out with food and rooming, right? Zara comes around with three, uh... It's not gonna work, though, because they already know we're heroes. Things of ale. <sighs> Places one in front of Ziba and winks at her. Flagon? Flagon! No way! That's the word. Thank you, ma'am. I, I, what? I, are we not? Is that? Is that? Drinking it. Oh, dear. You're chugging the whole thing? Oh. At least half. Give me a constant. <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't condone this. I think she's earned it. No, she has. I do not have my character sheet up. Con save? Con save. I'm not good at those. (laughs) Oh, wait, I'm decent at those. 24. Very good. (laughs) I have not even a burp. Just like straight face chugs it down. (laughs) It burns a little. Yeah, I guess we could also take this call out just to say we do not condone underage drinking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do find oh, it hilarious, though. <laughs> I thought thought it was going to be apple juice and she just put it in an ale like container. <laughs> oh. But alrighty. <laughs> I got an unexpected sip. <laughs> I thought that's what the wig I didn't even for. think about that, so thank you for having that. Oh, yeah. No, I, that's that I I just figured and it like it kind of just hit me as Morgus was like, wait a minute. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was apple juice because you had time to wear a nail. They just slipped me something else instead. I was like, I, you could have yeah, anything. That's just what I assumed was going to happen. <laughs> I assume it doesn't make it good that I just drink it, but it could have been anything. <laughs> Does Zebel like it? Uh, no, it burns. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> It's beer. It's warm. It's hot. <laughs> it burns. <laughs> no apple tolerance. <laughs> okay. For sure. Like it's also like a two percent alcohol. I don't drink beer. I don't even know what that is, tastes like. I, 
a few times in my life. It's like bitter. Wine and, and vodka sad. personal, right? I would just assume it burns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good good beer shouldn't. <laughs> well, all beer what, shouldn't. What? Does it dry your beer mouth out? Describe <laughs> yeah. this for me. No. It does all leave right, a little so... like mustache on your lip. Alrighty. Foam. If it's a really good beer. If it has the best head, then yes, it does. Go ahead. <laughs> it smells really nice, and then the first taste of it is bitter. And then if it's really good after you drink it, there's no kind of aftertaste. It's just kind of crisp. Almost watery. Alrighty. Sucked it down. 24 got safe. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. It's fine. They bring out a whole plate of food, including the creme brulee right from the start. There's the salad and the chicken and the potatoes and the creme brulee. Bring out two plates of the chicken, two plates of the salad. Livy eats the blueberries. Morgus starts with the creme brulee, gives Livy the, the blueberries. Like, thank you. You're welcome. There's one more. Ah, as everyone's like cheering, <laughs> laughing, pointing at another guy from the table behind you. I, okay, I'm going to actually order an ale. You have an ale in front of you. She dropped one in front I, of you. I feel like oh, I could take them. I'm going to use presidigitation to make it yeah. blue. I'm going to try drinking it. Morgus holds does, up a hand and it, twiddles his fingers a little bit. Livy's like, nothing happens. Don't you poison me. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Again? I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> does it do anything? Like, is does, what does it do to live? I mean, alcohol is technically a poison, so I would give you advantage on your saving throws, depending on how fast you drink. I know that's like the age-old DM, like, DM bullshit thing that happens, but because you're damp here and you're not, like, actually... A normal humanoid anymore? If you like, it's valid. Yeah. He he sips it and like he's like, oh, that's like can drink it, and then just, and then he like makes a little bit of a face and he's like, I remember why I didn't try drinking it sooner. <laughs> That is it. Thank you so much for listening. If you don't already, be sure you're following us on all the socials. Join our Discord if you'd like. Link down in the whatever you're listening or watching this platform on. Um, did that make any sense? I don't know. We're riffing this. One take outro. <laughs> if you want to invest uh, in the studio to help us create more shows, expand our job offerings, um, cast people, invest in, in anything, um, Feel free to join us on Ko-Fi, send us a one-time tip, or sign up for a monthly tipping offering the same way you would do if you had once been a subscriber to our Patreon. We really appreciate any and all support. Intro and outro by Nolan Clock, everything else by myself and the cast. Hope you have a really, really great day. <laughs>